0: Hello and welcome to French Football Weekly, the podcast, the podcast that you literally think happens every day of the week right now. It almost does. I am your host, Chris, and uh, I'm joined once again by Jez and Phil, who have actually had kept locked in a cupboard for 48 hours. How are you doing, guys? fine good, good did i provide enough bread and water for you both to survive <laughs> <laughs> sounds awfully sinister doesn't it let's move on uh, right we've got uh, two games to look back on and i'm happy to say a final to preview Sadly, it's not an all-French final, though, which is where we will start as uh, Bayern Munich crushed our dreams of a Coupe de la League final repeat as they uh, dispatched Lyon, unfortunately, in last night's Champions League semi-final with a 3-0 scoreline. However, Jess, let me start with you. Um, it could have been oh oh so different if uh, Memphis Depay had a... Had a little bit of a, a slightly less wide touch or central touch, whichever way you look at it, and had Toko come be not completely had all of his confidence shot in the space of about twenty minutes. Leon played so well, and then Ganabri came along. What did you make of it?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was probably a kind of general by general consensus. Leon was set up and have been set up the last couple of games as well to. To keep it tight, try to get a lead, and then and then sort of sit back to an extent and and defend that lead. And they came very very close to doing that. The the first sort of 15 minutes or so, I thought Bayern were really shaky. Um, Leon were, were definitely on top. And as you said, the pie has been he's not been great the last three games, but you can sort of forgive him a little because he he's not exactly match fit after coming back from that serious injury um, maybe there is a question mark whether he should even have been starting those matches um, sort of following on from that there might be a question mark as to whether Lyon Le- mucked up some recruitment seeing as they don't have anyone to, to start instead of him um, but even taking all of that into account once he'd Noya, I think he should have scored Telker can be I think got two chances because I thought his first control was was really poor and allowed two defenders to come back. Somehow he still got a shooting chance away and the shot itself, I think, it was a little bit unfortunate. He, I think he did the right thing, sort of giving Noya the eyes and going near post. It was a bit unfortunate it didn't go in. Um, in between those two, there was also a really poor piece of play by Corne, who had a sort of three-on-one, three-on-two maybe... Um, Toko can be completely alone in the middle and he didn't um, even manage to get the cross past the the first man. So there were definitely chances there. And then even at the start of the second half, I thought um, Lyon gave it a a bit of a shot. And again, if if, if Toko can be put that chance away against against Neuer and made it 2-1, you never know. But the fact is that when you're the underdog, when the, the team you're playing is clearly a lot better than you, you have to take those chances to have any fighting chance. And although Leon came back a little bit at the start of the second half, for the most part, once Gnabry scored that first goal, and certainly for the rest of the first half, it, there was just an instant change in Bayern, and they they just looked so so comfortable and and kind of everything that, that we'd expect from them the way they've been playing this year. Um, so you know, the worst thing that could have happened for Leon was to to concede that first goal. And um, yeah, I think it's just they leave the tournament really without, you know, with heads held high. They haven't, um, they've done certainly done better than than anyone would have expected, but at the same time, they have to leave this match with with a little bit of regret and sort of wondering what might have been.
0: Yeah, that's a kind of nail on the head there that Chess has made, Phil, isn't it? Is that terms of mm. when you're the underdog, um, which you know, is a bit of a classic tag, but when, when you're the side that is least fancied, shall we say, if you get the sort of chances that Leon got, you, you've got to take them. There's no guarantee, of course, that even if they had have done, that they wouldn't have been beaten by a high scoreline. You just never know. But you give yourself something to hang on to, particularly if you're a team managed by Rudy Garcia. So... Was it mm. is it a case like you say? How do you kind of how do you sum this up? Do you do you look at the positives and and Leon can hang their heads high, or, or do you sort of look back and think? Oh, uh, oh, no,
2: I think in. I think you have to because it was a, a a very good run and an unexpected run, and what they did on the way to it was massively impressive. Um, I think we shouldn't let the 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 Bayern game um, kind of cancel out what we saw from the the City game, the Euro game etc. So I agree with, with Jess completely. The first 15 minutes it looked very promising but what we were saying last week uh, or not last week Tuesday in fact was um, if they're going to stand any chance they have to take their chances and as you said there were several in that first kind of 15 minute spell and they didn't and Unlike what we saw against City, where when they missed a chance, Leon had the nouse to break and and score their goals, it was just after the um togoambi chance where he hit the post that Nabri scored his first, so it' was very much uh that they were kind of hoisted by their own petard a bit and I think i I did say against City, that maybe Garcia's um, uh, tactical genius stroke was to play the same team he had before. And he played exactly the same team again. And you think maybe in this case, it was a step too far for them. As you say, Memphis still kind of recovering. Um, and, you know, they brought on people later on, Mendes, off, this at uh, half time uh, Ren Adelaide came on for Toko can be later on but it was um, that maybe that team had gone as far as it could go which has been far and has been great so I think you've got to stick with the positives for that because it was a game where they were outplayed they were outshot they were outclassed to a certain a certain degree, I just, I felt uh, that the third goal was a bit of a kick in the teeth because, mm. you know, they'd been fighting. and um, coming back in, Yeah, but I felt, uh, particularly in the beginning of the second half, they were really being pushed far back, though. Mm. You could see that every time the, the centre-backs didn't have any time to, you know, they, they weren't, didn't have the space and the comfort to be able to. Just ping it to each other and build something up. They were being harried and pressed all of the time. And obviously, that's what Bayern do. But that really felt like they were being kind of pushed back towards their own goal line. And I was quite impressed that it took until what the 88th minute or whatever um, for a third one, uh, a third one to go in because they did hold out pretty well. But they're playing Bayern Munich. Who are Quite the good. whole the whole bringing bringing Tolisso on uh, yeah. just with a little cameo at the end felt a little bit pointed. But, yeah, uh, yeah, there
0: you go. Well. yeah, yeah. Of course, Telisso against his, his former club. Um, yeah, they 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 they're quintessentially the most German German team ever, aren't they? Bayern. They're just so sort of effortlessly grinding the gears through, and yeah, they're just very For very me. efficient. I think i that.
1: I mean I've... there's only one player who's clearly on steroids, so they're not as German
2: as some <laughs> No, I think I, I was listening to maybe it was the football Ramble earlier who described them as just bastards, yeah <laughs> yeah. <They're> just, <laughs> just, just,
0: yeah
1: yeah, that's but... yeah, fair enough but that's the thing i I really don't I
0: actually find this quite a likable buy end team it mm. is compared to others i agree yeah yeah it is they they're good to watch um yeah. and and they will will come on to the final in in a, in a moment in time but um there are some flaws potentially in in this team but they are good to watch the the other thing i just wanted to touch on before we move on to uh psg jazz was in in wake of the, at the end of this defeat uh, in wake of this defeat afterwards there's quite a lot of um back and forth going on between Garcia and and Juninho about potentially players moving on and and this this being the end of the road for this team, etc. I thought it was a bit of a weird time to bring that up. Uh, was it for you or, or was it, because I, I kind of, I wanted to bask in, in French football glory for a couple more days and, and celebrate this team and enjoy it. And it just felt a little bit like Janine was sort of going, yeah, we've done really, really well. But by the way, they are all for sale. So um, please, <laughs> please come and get them. And Garcia, I think, was very quick to say, well, some move on, but we don't know who. So could we just sort of tone it down? What, what, what did you make of that, Jez? Was that a, a bit weird for you? Yeah, I did think it
1: was... Um little bit soon to be talking about it I mean I don't, I don't think it even needed to be said mm. Lyon do this every you know one of the teams that, that sell players sell big names every year and this year in particular seeing as um, you know everyone lost money with the, the season ending early and them not having Europe next year it's obvious that um a few players are up for grabs but um, yeah it is a bit strange that Juninho mentioned it straight after the match Um. Wow. I'll be completely honest, I'm not particularly impressed with anything Juninho has done so far. Um, so
2: I'm not nice. sure
1: it's entirely out of character for him since he's come back to the club. For me, the jury's still out on him. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the the way they manage the, the, the window is quite important. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, one of the issues is is going to be goals and I doubt that there's going to be anyone else coming in and I think they've already stuffed that up. Mm. Um I don't entirely trust Toko be Kadawera is a complete unknown and I think getting rid of Guiri and Terrier so cheaply is ridiculous. Mm. And then the rest, I think there's still um a team or a squad in there that should be should be comfortably qualifying for Champions League next season, especially with only one match a week. But um I do worry a bit about about Goals if if Depay and Dembele both leave,
0: you're going to see a lot of Ray re- and turkey, You'd think, but that's a lot of pressure on a 17 year old again to come in and and do what so many youngsters have before him. Um, yeah, you do wonder if if a signing might need to be made in in that department. I, I guess we will see. Yeah, it did, I did, did sour me a little bit. Um, luckily though, Phil, we do have french representation in the final um uh, yes yeah. I, i'm sure some people Ulasico. will be yeah and i'm sure some people will be potentially um not very happy about it cry more but uh yeah I, I i did chuckle at a tweet the other night which said that this will be the first champions league final where the two competing teams both have um online retail stores in the dubai airport which did make me chuckle but um psg That's made the final
2: <laughs> slightly different from the both reigning champions which yeah so the other the other big uh data point
0: yeah yeah quite a big thing to, to mention but um yeah psg did go through that they beat RB luxig by the same score as, as last night's leon game by three goals to nil never really in any doubt i thought they were in complete control from start mm-hmm. to finish in this game so much so that the only thing that people could really talk about was Nagelsmann's suit but um We saw uh, a terrific performance from Neymar and and credit where credit's due. I thought he did have a very good performance. Marquinhos continues to lead by example, which things you love to see. But Paredes has has finally found the fact that he's a footballer back, which is lovely. Adam Mbappe was back. But the real star of the show for me, Angel Di Maria, just this guy is so underrated to me and and purely on the basis of the fact when he played at Manchester United, everyone seems to remember that Di Maria, which by the way, he was still pretty damn good in a very poor United side. But um, we sort of what stood out for you in that in that PSG game, just the effortless sort of march to the final that they, well, they were clearly focused
2: on. I think that was kind of the strange thing because I admit I haven't seen a lot of Leipzig um, up until this point, other than the the quarter final, but they didn't see Marfas on it as everybody keeps talking about. And I think I saw Michael Cox saying that um, PSG do everything better than Leipzig other than press high and Leipzig aren't pressing high. So Mm. (laughs) that's kind of it because it did seem that they, they looked a lot less um, assured. Um, I think Campbell is like late 20s and is the oldest and most experienced member of that midfield and there was just this big hole in the middle there and one thing we talked about on tuesday was what midfield would be played for PSG. And I think just that little tweak, just bringing in Paredes, made such a difference that when you look at the past maps, et cetera, he was providing the focal point, the conduit to take the ball forward that Virati would normally do. And so that made a real difference in um, enabling uh, the front three to obviously be, you know, be the best they can be, et cetera. So that was um, very reassuring. And then, of course, with 10 minutes to go, Verratti comes on, um, which you might think, again, was a kind of slightly pointed substitution to say, yep, he's back. Mm-hmm. The evil cheeky weasel is back. Um, so I think, as you say, it, it didn't feel like that much of a challenge for BSG, But you look at the shots and it was 14-all on shots but it was 9-3 to PSG on shots on target so I think a real the Leipzig just didn't get themselves into their game whether they were uh, you know they say paying somebody too much respect they just they adapted too much and didn't play their own game Mm. um but uh they looked a bit better in the second half after some rejigging, uh, but still um, had problems. And then obviously Bernat got the third, and after that it was kind of, kind of, uh, kind of done for them. So yes, obviously, as a French football fan, pleased to see PSG in the final. Because can you imagine if it had been two German teams getting through? <laughs> Semi-finals to face off, we'd yeah. never have heard the end of it. Um But yeah, so
1: worst leagues to have two teams in the final. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but nice I, I
2: final, was kind, example. I was kind of hoping for a replay of the Coupe de la League final. I'll admit, but I think PSG Bayern is, is the one objectively you have to want. It's the glamour tie, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's... but also they're the they're the big guns. Mm. They're going to absolutely hammer each other. And so that will be, you know, the kind of final we all want to see, I suppose. So... Yeah,
0: what's what's your what's your take on on that semi as well, Jez, and, and by all means, in the same answer, look ahead to the final. What sort of game do you think we're likely to get? Because I, I have a feeling that this could be a little bit, a bit, a little bit end to end. This final, I think both teams are going to attack each other. And the vulnerability that I touched on earlier on with Bayern is that they are giving up chances. If you look at the the, the, the sort of the nerd data as I call it but not just that look at it with your own eyes they are <laughs> giving up sorry I couldn't resist but they are they're giving up chances on the eye um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of space in behind them and you do wonder if they're reliant on that Alfonso Davis' recovery pace a bit too much with PSG's forward line that's going to test it so what what do you sort of what sort of tactics would you go into that final with and and how impressed were you in, in the dispatch of, of RBL um
1: yeah, I was I was impressed, but only to a point. Again, I mean that I think that their win was much more comfortable than Bayern's yesterday. Mm. Um, but I also think there are there are some similarities in the sense that um, whereas sort of Lyon didn't kind of keep their part of the bargain in that they didn't put away their chances, Leipzig didn't do their part of the bargain in that. Um, they made at least two huge errors that that led directly to goals. Um, and you know certainly in the beginning of the second half, where after Nagelsmann did rejig things, I thought Leipzig were, were for the first, it was only six minutes, for the first six minutes of the second half, clearly better than, not clearly better than PSG, but they had PSG to an extent sort of pinned back, then one mistake and it's 3-0 and it's game over. Um so, I was impressed because PSG didn't show, didn't even come close to showing that they were going to bottle it as they have done previously. I think they they showed again that they really are playing now as a team. Um, you know, Neymar. I heard on another pod someone saying there was no 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 more no more histrionics, no more diving and rolling around and moaning. That's not true <laughs> at all. But there was more sort of smiling and stuff as well. So we'll, we'll give him that. Um, so yeah they were they were impressive but no more than that but that was because they didn't need to be more than that which is a good thing because hopefully it means that they they preserved some both physical and nervous energy for Sunday Mm. Um, the only thing I'd say is that um, (laughs) just uh, annoyed PSG fans who think I've got it in for them I was thinking in the middle of the the Lyon match yesterday after it got a little bit boring that I find PSG's run to to this final similar to English the England team men and women runs in the recent World Cup. So there was like huge fuss about how amazingly they're doing, and actually when you look at what they did, they did everything they were expected to do against the teams they were expected to do it against. They you know, in the men's case, for example, they they had to scrape a penalty shootout against a team they were clearly better than, sort of similar to PSG, only just scraping past Atalanta. Um they there's been a big fuss because obviously they've gone further than they've ever gone before. But in order to do that, they've just beaten Atalanta and a disappointing Leipzig. So I don't think we should get too carried away yet. Um obviously if they beat Bayern it's a different thing entirely, first of all, because they'll have the trophy, but also because they'd have had to have beaten the top team to do it. So I'm, in a way, I'm sort of pleased that... I'm not pleased that Leon lost, but that's the consolation that PSG, at least, are going to have to do it the sort of... The good hard way. way. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, and they'll
0: they're get weapons. credit if they do, yeah.
1: yeah I'm sure Barry Glendenning will find as many asterisks <laughs> as he can, but at least that'll be one fewer. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the way Bayern played yesterday... And it is the the way they seem to play. And I sort of quite like it. I like this sort of ballsy, um, you know, Kevin Keegan, but actually with a decent manager and, and a fully decent team as well, kind of saying, fine, we'll give you space, take your chances if you can, but we're still going to score more. Mm. Um, and that that works fine against Toko Canby, but... You know, Mbappe must be looking at that high line and Alphonso Davis or not, he must be thinking, I'd, I'd love a bit of that. Uh, <laughs> Varate, I think, is doing the PSG press conference today or tomorrow, which is a strong clue that he may well be starting. Mm. And, um, I mean, yeah, Paredes, I thought, was superb and didn't get enough um, credit for his match the other day. But I think he provides a sort of drive um, with the ball at his feet, whereas Virati, I think you know, you can just see him pinging passes over that high line for, for Mbappe mm. to run onto. And um, I think Bayern do have to be a lot tighter than they've been the last couple of matches because um, mm. I I think, as you said, I think it will be end to end. I think mm. they will score, but I do think PSG are capable of outscoring them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's that. It does
2: have a oh, reek of that, doesn't it? You you look at obviously. Davis is amazing, but he's basically an attacker. (laughs) Mm. And yeah, yeah, so when you look at that back line, and Neuer is Neuer, but he's still got he's still got a brain fart in him. There's always a wreck in him. Yeah, it's yeah, it's you know uh, reassuring that PSG don't have anyone who are fast on the break, isn't it? I mean, there's the possibility there, but. Again, the key is going to be the midfield being able to be the conduit forward. And I'm wondering, you know, this is possibly me just having a, you know, a cocktail by the beach and, and musing about things. But can you play Paredes and Virati together in that midfield and just absolutely? i mean he's got shit house written all over it isn't it yeah i mean
1: he definitely can i mean yeah herrera was okay the other day and then just marquinhos
2: at the back doing the full thou shalt not pass thing uh, that would be cool Uh, that's kind of what i want to see the front three we're all expecting paredes the evil cheeky weasel um marquinhos and uh, is Navas going to be back, or are we going to still have Rico in golf? That's a tough. That's a tough one because wasn't
0: wasn't it originally? I thought it was a hamstring, and then someone else has, has said said it was a thigh or muscle
2: what? strain. So yeah, I mean muscle strains don't go away in in a little because obviously weak. you know Rico didn't have an. I mean, like I say, they he had three shots on target to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can say that if he ends up facing Bayern. It's going to be significantly be more than that. Mm. Um, is he going to be up to up to snuff at that point? I think that's going to be a very interesting question as well, just on a staffing point of view. But yeah, I'm kind of, again, waiting with bated breath for the midfield pick. Uh, just, picks to see how, how that's going to be set up.
0: I keep thinking back to that game... That he had in, in Liga where he had an absolute nightmare. Sergio Rico was it against Leon? I can't Sorry. remember. I can't remember who it was. Help me out if, if anyone, write in if you can remember whoever it was against. And he had an absolute mare, um, and let in some horrendous goals. But hopefully, that that isn't the case. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that midfield for me, I would go with Paredes and and uh. And and Veratti is fit simply because Sidroza guy is is not in form right now. Herrera is yes serviceable, but you know mm. you need more than that in a final. And Marquinhos, I'm
2: I'm sort of loving more and more the more I see him. I just I, I mean just that man a, can do two jobs. So. He's, he's a wonderful footballer, he really you, is. You, can, or he can do three jobs apparently because he keeps scoring bloody goals as well. Yeah. Um but that gives you the ability to maybe play. Two guys who are more forward-looking, mm. and I think you've got to do that because um, PSG aren't Lyon. No, they they shouldn't be facing Bayern and going, okay, keep it tight and try to catch them on the break. It should be catch them on the break, catch, catch, push. Yeah. So we, we,
0: we talk we talk about Bayern's front front line. If you've got a front three of Di Maria, of Neymar, and Mbappe, you, you know. Catch. That there, that for me is is capable of winning any game at any time. So, um, providing
2: you get the ball to them, which is why the whole yeah. midfield Absolutely. thingy, which yeah. happened recently, was was more of a problem. So yes, it's whew. we
0: shall see on Sunday, Sunday the twenty third in three days' time. We will see, and um, yeah, obviously it goes without saying, uh, even if. People aren't particularly uh, PSG fans and our thoughts and prayers to go out to Mo and uh, all of Marseille's fan base right now at this difficult time for, the, for them all. But uh, I think it would be fair to say we all hope that um, that the, the French club come out on top. Uh, if for nothing else, as Jess said, just to boil some more piss. If nothing else, um, it would be fun. But uh, oh, yeah, dear. hopefully so. Um, just before we go, because this is a short show tonight, because we just wanted to touch base with you all, as we have been doing, um, the league season, bordeaux Not is the game that uh, nobody was 100% sure about, whether it's going to be or not. That is going ahead tomorrow night at 6pm UK. Uh, so if you're unfortunate enough to have BT Sports subscription as I am, uh, utilise it and bleed it dry. Um, because they're horrendous but they do mm-hmm. certainly go and go and
2: apart from everything start. else i live in, in france i have four tv subscriptions for football and still will not be able to watch this match
0: that is annoying yeah that, that yep. does make absolutely zero sense but uh
2: i'm so pissed off about this are we, are we all
0: excited though I'm 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 genuinely having been totally against football coming back. I'm actually kind of excited to have, have my baby back in terms of French football. And well,
2: to be fair, I'll be watching the Women's Champions League quarterfinals.
0: I figured you would. But we've got to be across all these games. So if you're doing that, um, <laughs> I, I, I can I can watch this one. Yeah, well, and, the
2: French uh, teams don't play until Saturday. I'm going to be watching Glasgow, Wolfsburg and Atletico Madrid, Barca in the um, La Liga Feminina uh, clash. I'm going to keep because apparently on on I've got
0: those yeah. on TV. There you go. Yeah. See, you, you've got unlimited access. Um, and Jez has got Saturday, sa- Friday and Saturday off. Jez, you're, you're. I'm, I'm guessing you're hyped for Sunday more than I'm presuming. That's when Mets are playing. I think. Oh no, of course they're, they're not, not playing because oh, no.
1: they were due to play PSG. they are actually oh. due to play Montpellier. Yeah. As... Well, there you go. There aren't any more coronavirus cases.
2: Yeah, because we've now had what three? Three of the. the yeah. So the Leon, whoever, PSG, Metz, and Montpellier games have all been put off for the reasons of either the Champions League or the coronavirus and it's like this is just this the is a brilliant
0: start to the, season. the season's back but it's kind of not back
2: but it's kind of backish maybe
0: kind of thing. Anybody um, running
2: goals per game uh, stats is going to be struggling for this for a while Anyway.
0: Yeah, we're the, just just so everyone knows, dates for diaries, montpellier Leon is now the 15th of September, psg Metz is now the 16th of September, and Marseille-Saint-Etienne, which of course was due to be tomorrow night before COVID struck again, that's going to be the 17th of September. So there'll still be plenty of football, um, but very quickly, bordeaux Nantes is Friday's game, Dijon-Angers is Saturday, as well as Lille-Rennes, and then monaco uh the mighty, wonderful brilliant Lorient Strasbourg at home (laughs) on uh, Sunday. Monconjo incoming. Happy days. Uh, Nîmes Brest and Nice, Lens. Um, Have you seen Nice's new home kit, by the way? Thing of beauty. I have to say that. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll of course be across all of those games. Uh, We will be doing a pod next week to look back at the final. We haven't discussed how we're gonna do it yet. We might <laughs> we might do that I'll, on its own. We might I'm do it going to legal.
2: be on holiday. So the boys are going to have to work out their own tech. Yes. Everybody stand back.
0: Jez and I are going to gonna blow up the system and work out uh, how we're going to do it. But yeah, we're, we're not sure yet. We don't know whether we'll do a separate sort of legal podcast and just do a final podcast or not. Um, Jez and I will have a chat and we're we're going to try and get a, a third person on as well, Jez, I think. We're working on that yeah, to hopefully. try and get someone in. Um, so hopefully we'll do that and Phil can listen on the beach, hopefully. if we can I will have get no
2: in. internet for the entire week. Oh, I am to... looking forward. That, that listener is lack of commitment
0: right there so um <laughs> yeah um but yes until then uh hopefully enjoy your french football that there's new graphics and an updated funky theme tune i love it it's great fun so if you are watching your french football this weekend do enjoy that uh, i think we'll all say la paris in terms of sunday and hopefully hopefully We'll have the trophy with the Big Ears in France for next season. Uh, until then, just remains for me to thank my guests. So thank you to Phil and thank you to Jess. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, yes, as we say, everybody get out your finest blue for Sunday night. Good luck to Paris Saint-Germain and all the players. And we'll speak to you very soon.